Pretty brown skin, pretty light skin, pretty dark skin. I see African written in your DNA. Hella chocolate melanin from the motherland with your black skin. Never should you want it any other way. Welcome back to another episode of Mixed Like Me, where I talk with myself and my guests about being mixed. And today, I have the queen, Savannah Lester, with me. Um, (laughs) So the people that know us, you know who Savannah is. But if you don't know us, um, me and Savannah know each other from college. We're in the same sorority that I've talked about a couple times um, here on the show. Um, we're in the same sorority. We're in the same pledge class. I think I, well, I was a fall baby and she was a spring baby, which is so funny now saying that because I remember how we used to get in trouble for calling like new members babies. And yeah. I just, I just, I can't with the whole thing. I just, <laughs> when I think about it all, I just literally can't. But anyways, so I know Savannah from, um, and we met through the sorority and all that good stuff. And so, uh, oh, what we're going to talk about today. Today, me and Savannah are going to talk about, well, if you haven't read the episode of this title, it's White or Black Men. Because being mixed or being a person of color, I feel like people always love to ask you, do you prefer white or black men? And it's, that's just like such a wild question. Oh, so true. Um, but it's like also relatable. Like it's a wild to ask but it's like kind of not invalid but anyways i'm not gonna go too far into it because obviously me and savannah are gonna get into that today but right now i'll pass it off to her and she can tell you guys a little about herself so savannah it is all you all right well hello i'm savannah so gianna knows me as savannah lester i actually i got married no you're good (laughs) i got married in october of 2020 um to my now husband uh so my new last name is lee brock um but yeah so I yeah I I understand where we're going with this and I will say I did marry a white man but I'm okay with it um but I do completely agree with you Gianna that like the white man black man thing always was asked that growing up the entire time yes the whole time like from the time you freaking like start going through puberty and you start to have feelings for other people they be asking and I totally I can't also going back to your last name I literally told myself so many times Gianna I was like Gianna that's not her last name anymore that's not her last name I'm so stupid so yes well it's no longer Savannah Lester do you go by that Savannah's also a teacher do you go by so obviously I feel like you would probably go by your new last name so the Um, uh the school I'm at I actually student taught at last year so they knew me by my maiden last name last year Going in this year, starting in August, even though I wasn't married yet, I asked the kids to start calling me Mrs. Liebrock. Um, yeah, it's so slowly, as the year has gone on, made it easier for the kids. And some will still call me Miss Lester because I still haven't gotten all the paperwork done to change your last name because that yeah. takes a long time. So. so I've heard. I can't relate because I'll probably never be married. But yeah, I yes, so you happy will. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, But anyways, to get into it and get going, the first thing I love to ask my guests, um, especially people that are mixed, um, I love to ask them how they identify and like, do you see yourself more as white, more as black? Do you think you're like, you would identify yourself as like straight up, like when you introduce yourself as mixed and has that like changed at all since growing, like from the time you were a kid till now? Um, So yeah, I will say it's changed a lot since I was super young. When I was younger, I would always say I was mixed, but obviously back then you'd have to put you were black or white. And it's Mm -hmm. a discussion I've had with my mom. My mom is um, white. My dad is black. My mom was always told to put me as black growing up, even though I am mixed. But I've noticed as I've gotten older that I could put two or more races and I've started putting that on everything. And so if it gives me the option, I will put both and I identify as both black and white, but obviously society looks at me and they're like oh no you're black and I'm like mm-hmm. yes so white in there but I know you can't see it by how I look on the outside so yes I've been trying to preach that lately on my podcast um too is like the part that people don't understand I feel like a lot of times um like because you're we're kind of the same in that sense so um both of our moms are white and so or at least for me I definitely grew up more with the white side of my family yes I did um and yeah that's what I assumed I well I did want to assume but I was like pretty (laughs) sure of it um and so to your family they obviously understand that they know that you're mixed and like people close to you know that you're mixed but I've been trying to really 
push this notion to like the rest of like society when we go out into public and people don't know us they do not view us as a white person like they view us as a black person not even i feel like they don't even like people understand the concept of being mixed like clearly we're not um like a hundred percent black but when they see us like that's what they say yeah i've been trying to really get people to understand that because when everything was going on and like especially last year in 2020 with everything in the summer um People are like, well, like you, people close to me would be like, well, what are you talking about? Like, you never really face that racism. Like, you're, you're not like fully black. And I'm like, but when I go out, kind, honestly. (laughs) Yes. And when I go out, like, they're not like, oh, she's mixed. She's white. No, they're like, she's black. So, anyways, I love that you say that. Yeah. Um, And I like to give the floor to people that them share their story because of that reason. I feel like people are always assuming. but going into it, let's get into it. So <laughs> what were your relationships like growing up? And do you think that race had anything to do with it? Oh, goodness. So growing up, I was actually a little bit of a flirt, even though I am actually a very shy person in like the spectrum of it. Girl, I, you've <laughs> always been a little bit of a flirt. I swear. You got the skills that I wish I had. I don't know how I do it because I am just like beyond terrified. I still question why my husband loves me most days because you're (laughs) savannah how could you not (laughs) um relationships growing up though like I definitely was a flirt I would have all of my boyfriend like quote-unquote boyfriends because in elementary school they are not boyfriends they're just boys yeah yeah um but I think about like middle school is kind of the time that I started really kind of dating guys um and like we would go out and like go to the movies if our parents would drop us off or we go have like park dates and such um and most of the guys I did date were either white or I actually dated a few Hispanics um okay uh just because of my demographic I grew up in Aurora so there's like everybody there yeah um but I will say one of the biggest things that has affected me my entire life um one of my middle school boyfriends before we started dating which don't know why I dated him after this um (laughs) he actually told me he would not date me because I was black and it is something that has affected me every single relationship I have been in since then I have held on to this of oh because I'm black a guy won't date me even though I am mixed and I'm half white so I have half of what he was he wouldn't date me because I was black and that's all he saw me as in society and so my husband has to deal with the repercussions of that still affecting me to this day. And when I was in like online dating and such, a lot of guys would message and say, Oh, I want, I have never been with a black girl before. Like let's get together. And I was like, "Um, I'm half white. Does that still technically count as getting with your quote unquote black girl? And they're like, yeah, Yeah. I've never been with a girl like that. And I was like, why is it like some sort of prize to sleep with a quote unquote black mm-hmm. girl? Like, it's like a fetish, it's, <laughs> low key. It's like a fetish. <laughs> I, I still do not understand it. And it did affect my husband and I's relationships like the first three months because I kept asking him, I was like, are you okay with the fact I'm black? I don't want to be out in public with you because people are going to stare. You're a white guy. I'm a black, like society only sees me as a black girl. Like we really shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. And the first time I met his family, I'm the only person of color in that entire family because they stem from like Germany and Czechoslovakia and like Norwegian. Like they are very white. (laughs) I was going to say, wow. (laughs) I was so, so scared to meet his family being the only person of color and I'm still bringing ideas in and stuff, but it has really affected um, a lot of my relationships growing up and it still affects me and my husband to this day, but he's definitely pulled me out of my box more and not to look at like, hey, yes, you are this, but let's embrace this culture you have brought. And I want to continue to learn from who you are. So, yes, no, I totally feel that. And I feel like that's a big aspect like that people it's so funny because you would think that like, you know, like dating and whatnot and all that isn't like people always say like oh it's not everything it's not like a big part of life but like really if you think about it like 
the older we get it does because like you're obviously married now like that's yeah. the I feel like that's the end goal for everyone um not everyone not everyone wants to be married yeah. I definitely do one day um but like that is a big aspect of life and so people don't really um think about how race has an effect on that mm-hmm. and going into that it's almost like I don't even want to call it a confidence thing but how you were saying how I have never heard um, nobody has all ever told me like what you were told when you were younger. But however, a lot of times I'll get like you're pretty for a black girl. Yeah. One time I did have someone say you're pretty, but I don't date black girls, which I guess is yes. like, <laughs> essentially the same thing. And so that really messes with you. It kind of it's not even a confidence thing, but it's a trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely, which is interesting, is you brought up like the online dating. And we definitely grew up in an era of online dating. Like we're kind of one of the first generations to really like do that. Yeah. I, I can honestly say, I don't think there's a generation before us that have like really taken on online dating. They might say what they did the stuff one? on MySpace, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was that? I used to see, oh, I think it was Christian Mingle or something. Oh, I yes. used to see commercials for it all the time. I'm not like super religious. So, and I was a kid when that was like a big thing, but I do remember seeing that. Oh, and Match, not Christian Mingle, Match. Match.com yeah. used Match. to be the big thing. Oh, what was the other? But Harmony? Something yeah, like yes, that, that's I think. The other, yes, thank you. I cannot <laughs> think of it. But um, now that she's, but now like thinking about it and like with Tinder and Hinge and like all those things, what's the other one? Like Bumble. Um, it's definitely different. It's not, I don't think it's like how, I don't know because I was never on those other ones, but it's definitely mm-hmm. different. Um, the idea behind it, what people are looking for on there is completely different. Um, so that's a very unique experience that we had. And so because of all that and race, I always, um, to this day still when I I'm, I'm single, I cry. Um, but trying to find someone, I always second guess, um, what their intentions are. If they're not, if they're not a person of color, I always second guess their, what their intentions are. Um, a big thing that I have struggled with, with the online dating too, is like, this is going to sound probably so sick to people. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way. I mean, obviously you're married now, but when you're out in the dating world, um, I used to be convinced, like I get so few matches with white men. Yeah. Like I can almost guarantee if I swipe on like say there's a hundred white profiles Mm -hmm. man profiles i swipe on them i'll maybe get like two or three of those so like you know two percent of white men will swipe and like agree with me or whatever swipe right um but because of that i have a trust issue where like i'm convinced that the only reason they want to be with me as one of two reasons the first what you were talking about is they like have this like fetish about being with a black woman yeah. they want to see what it's like what it's all about but only like the sexual aspect of it mm-hmm. the other is i'm convinced they want to kill me like i'm convinced oh. that they're gonna take me isn't this wild yes it's probably like so sick but i've been convinced i don't know where along the way like this has came from i'd be reading too much on the internet because this is a real <laughs> thing like statistics prove um but like them like taking me on a date and like killing me like and i i know that can happen to any woman because hello we live in america exactly. in 2021 <laughs> but killing me because of my race that's the yes point. Which... like that they're racist and so they go on here seeking like black women just to yes. take them and kill them which, and that oh like like legit is a fear of mine legit is See, a fear now i'm like going back and questioning some of the dates and stuff i went on i was like oh maybe that might have happened to me then if i wasn't like letting people know where my location was at the time and such. Cause I think of like a date I went on in college and that mm-hmm. totally could have happened to me. Cause we had to go, we couldn't go to the movie theater in Greeley. We had to go all the way out to the one in Loveland. And I'm like, mm, there's a long stretch yes. of that road. That has like no life, no like, yes, oh, I oh really think about that. And like, so for me, if I'm on like, um, if I'm like on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, if they have a fish in their profile, it's a no. If they have an American flag in their profile, it's a no. <laughs> um, what else? If they look like a frat boy these days, no uh, offense, yeah. because I know we were in that scene. It's a no. Nope. Like, I don't trust one. I just don't trust men going back to like men, yes. you know, everything that's going on. Um, but on top of that, I really have a hard time trusting white men and their <laughs> intentions. Like, I just honestly feel like they're going to chop me up, which is like, so it's funny to say, yes. but it's also like a real fear yes. of mine. 
and I feel like people don't think about like they think that I'm just playing like they think it's like a joke but I'm like no like it kind of is but it's like also not but if like it's really, realistic like, look, it can... if we really look at like serial killers what's yes. the main profile of them just, just gonna point that out <laughs> yeah um but and I think a lot of that has to do with okay we live um in a very liberal state yeah Colorado is a very liberal state I've always felt um decently safe here a lot of that is also because I am mixed and I am lighter skin so I have that privilege yeah. um but in general I feel pretty safe in Colorado um yeah. but I feel like I think about like if I went to the south or something if I was in the south and on hinge and tinder there is no way in hell you couldn't pay me enough money to swipe on any white man yeah in the south. I think about it like in, legit because I actually have <laughs> sisters that live in Georgia and so we'd go down okay. and visit them occasionally I don't even know the last time, but I know at some point we went and visited them. So I was still on Tinder at the time and I would go through and I'd swipe on people. And a lot of the people that would swipe on me were not white. Most of them were black that Mm -hmm. would swipe on me. And then I remember going out to California and I would go and like, look at people there. And honestly, I didn't get much hits there, but still it's one of those things of, most of the time when you would swipe on them, it would only be Blacks that tended to do it and, like, mm-hmm. agree yes for it, so. I feel you, girl. I feel you. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Well, you kind of went into what your relationships were like. Um, obviously, like, race had. Oh, that's because I already asked you that one. I'm so funny. <laughs> um, oh, growing up, so and you could also say how it's changed over time and all this, mm-hmm. but did you prefer... Um, black men or white men and clearly you've told us who you've ended up marrying <laughs> but you can kind of tell us the story if you want if there's any good details to tell about um, how you ended up with your husband please share uh, it with us but originally what was your preference how did you end up with him you know that kind of stuff um, I'm trying to think so when I was younger I was definitely I think I was more attracted to white men because I was more attracted to the challenge of getting a white guy to like me Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think about like elementary school age, that was mostly mixed kids like me, if not black kids that I was more like quote unquote attracted to. And it's because they look Uh like me. So it was nice to be with somebody that also looked like you. Cause that was something that I feel like as I've gotten older, I've seen less and less people who are mixed like me until I start conversating with them. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, I think I enjoyed the challenge of trying to get a white guy to like me and understand that, hey, just because I look black on the outside doesn't mean that that's who I am as a person. Get to know me as a person on yep. top of also learning my culture in the process. And so I agree. I agree. I definitely think as I got older, it was definitely more of a challenge with white men. Plus, I went through a phase in high school, which I'm very embarrassed to talk about, but I was all into the country boys and I wanted the country boy <laughs> that was going to take me out on his pickup yeah. truck and <laughs> take me dancing. Girl, and, oh my God. Girl, it's like, don't even be embarrassing because, or embarrassed because I feel like we all go being <sighs> specifically mixed we go through these phases <laughs> because we're we spend our whole life as a mixed person trying to fit in with either being yes. black or being white <sighs> you know so we go to extremes yes. and it's just like and the thing is that sucks about that is like i personally it's not the country men for me <laughs> however if it is the country men for you or if it was at the time mm-hmm. then it sucks because First of all, like the white people will be like, well, you're never white enough to be country. Exactly. Like you're never going to. And the black people are making fun of you yes. because you're like trying to be country. Yes. But really, you're just trying to figure out who you are yes. and what you like. <laughs> it's like, mind your business, yes. stay in your lane. It was like two like, huge extremes at my school. I think about like there was the boys who were like country boys who were like, they're going to wear mm-hmm. cowboy boots and they're driving their pickup trucks and they're going to work on their cars all weekend. And I'm just like, those were the guys I was attracted to at the time. And like the other spectrum of that was like the basketball players and the football players and stuff like that. And I was attracted to those boys, but they were never attracted to me because I was such an awkward person. (laughs) Literally me too. (laughs) There was was a few mixed guys. I tried dating in high school and they absolutely did not like me. They wanted the, they actually wanted more like there was one guy who wanted a girl who was also, no, she was black. Um, but she had bigger boobs than me at the time. So go for it. Um, and then the other one went for a white girl at the time. And so they were not. Yes. Me, and I didn't know. What oh, my I God. Did, but 
girl, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Literally, you didn't. It's everybody else's the problem. Yeah. It's never us. No, I'm just kidding. But one thing you did say that I want to touch on and made me think of, and I didn't have this on our like list of things to talk about, but let's talk about how, like, I want to hear your feelings behind how you feel when I talked about this. I just recorded an episode a couple days ago, and we kind of got into this, but uh, since this is about dating and relationships, mm-hmm. I really want to get into it with you. But how do you feel about... Um, how do you feel when you see like you're married? So you got your man, like you're in love with your man. Mm-hmm. But prior to all that, like how would you feel when you would see like, you know, the really, the really nice, great black men in there with white women? <laughs> Did that um, ever affect okay. you? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to I think. So <laughs> I guess for me, it wasn't that awkward because that was my parents mm-hmm. growing up. So watching my parents as I grew up, like that to me was normal. Like that is what I saw as, a normal family dynamic and the church we went to a lot of people were similar to us it was a black guy and a white woman who were together and that made life normal for me but I also think because growing up in Colorado a lot was very put the blanket on it cover it don't discuss race things like that um but that is very true I mean I I didn't mind it, but that was also my reality growing okay, up. Okay, I'm really um, glad you said that because it is something yes. that I've never actually, you really just made me think like really deep. So for me, um, growing up, my mom and dad were not together. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. my dad, so I don't know anything about that. Um, so it was always just my mom, my white mom. So I never saw her like with a black person if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. growing up I always knew like obviously that's the type of relationship that brought me into the world so I'm thankful for that I'm not opposed Mm -hmm. I'm not a person who thinks that black people need to be with black people and white people need to be with white people you love whoever I do not think that that that's so disgusting people that think that um you love who you love which is like the end the main point when we wrap this all up today like that's the point I'm trying to get at is that you love who you love Mm -hmm. and you don't choose who you love based on their race um, however, yeah. I did struggle with, and I feel like I still kind of struggle with, I don't know if you're on TikTok, um, but I'm on TikTok and you yeah, see it a lot and it's like, they refer to these girls as the snow bunnies, um, you know, that oh, the snow bunnies okay. that are with like the black men. My thing, I love me a nice black athlete. I'll say it. That's my time. That's my time, <laughs> baby. That's my time. Um, I love it. <laughs> But you'll see a lot of time that, like, they're with, like, white women, which is fine because you love who you love. But sometimes I honestly mm-hmm. do um, struggle with it. And the reason I struggle with it is because there's so many stero- stereotypes behind our race and especially the black race. Um, mm-hmm. People think that all black men are a certain type of way. Um, you know, they think mm-hmm. that they're going to have all these kids, not know their kids, leave their kids um not be good fathers not be good husbands and so but that's not true we know that's not true um but however sometimes you see and it's like the really elite black men like the most perfect black men are with white women and it's like they're taking Mm -hmm. it's it feels like they're taking that away from you you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very toxic thing I feel like I deal with. Yeah. And I, like, know that it's toxic. Like, I can't think that way because, like, I wouldn't be in this world if I thought that way. Like, that white women couldn't be with black men. But mm-hmm. it's, like, a, I guess the best way to put it is, like, a type of hurt for me. Um, but you really just made me think about that because, like, maybe I'm that way because that wasn't my norm. And I mm, I maybe. didn't grow up seeing it. So mm-hmm. it was just like something I never thought about, but that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, my perspective could also be different too. And it might also be the way I was raised. So my mom, my mom was definitely more like the motherly figure of like, she, my family was taught, my dad would raise my brother. My mom okay. would raise me in a yeah. way. So like, I spent a lot more time with my mom than I did with my okay. dad because of that dynamic in my family. And my mom being the person who's white, I think I was more brought up in that style of how she parented mm-hmm. me. And she would also tell me when we would go back and see my dad's side of the family and or things when she was um, with my dad when they first got together, because they got together in the early 90s. Okay. And it was right during like the OJ Simpson uh, okay. situation. Yep. And so she said she actually would have black women approach her and say, why are you stealing one of our own? And the thing is, at the time, my mom wasn't stealing anybody. She fell in love with my dad. That is who she ended up with. And so she actually got like the 
other side yeah. of it where black women would be attacking her saying you stole one of our own instead of just understanding like hey they fell in love let's just appreciate the fact that they fell in love and they made two very beautiful children and my dad was with um, a black woman before my mom and had two beautiful children from that relationship too but it's one of those things where I can see both sides of it but also it's not at least to me it's not white women stealing black men it's just they truly just fell in love and let's just appreciate it plus they make some cute ass babies I'm sorry but mixed babies are some of the cutest freaking babies on this damn (laughs) I agree I agree (laughs) and that's very true it just goes back to our whole notion that like obviously you don't choose who you love based on their freaking race which brings me back to the point that growing up people and the whole point of this white or black men people would always ask but I feel like that question only gets asked to people of color you I don't feel like white girls or white men ever get asked do you prefer white or black women and I also feel like Mm -hmm. if they were asked that and they were to say oh I prefer white women or I prefer white men whatever the gender may be and all that that would be seen as like almost like racist if they were to answer that way and so I feel Mm -hmm. like it's very important that we steer away from that question of like what do you prefer based on your race? Because you don't prefer somebody based on their yes. freaking race. Yes. Like you, it kind of like you don't prefer somebody based on their gender. You fall in love with people who they are. At least if you identify that way. I mean, I yeah. personally am straight, but like I could potentially see myself loving somebody because if they have the personality, I don't care if they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, female, male, non-binary. If they have a perfect personality and that's the perfect person for me I'm gonna fall yeah in love with exactly them. and so like being asked that my whole life growing up I'm like no you could say like um it's not even like a preference you I could say like I guess I could say I'm more attracted to dark-skinned men yes. but that doesn't yes. mean I would never be with a white person or yes. a white man um I do we've obviously discussed this back and forth for a while now but like I have a harder time being able to create that connection with a white man yeah um, so it steered me more to be attracted to black men but like that's not it's like me saying that like I prefer someone over like six foot it's like um what's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for and uh I can't think of the word but like it's the same thing like you could prefer somebody <laughs> with like uh green or blue eyes over brown eyes or mm-hmm. something but it's like yeah not the be all end all and I think if you think yeah. that way like that is just so gross it gives well, me the ick. I also wonder if it has something to do with the media we consume when we're younger yeah. too so like I think about the fact I was a Disney channel me girl too. like thank you girl. any sort of Disney channel show like I loved it I you're I normal and rewatch like <laughs> Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana, Where's the Delivery of the Place, things like yes. that. And so I also wonder, because, like, I absolutely adored Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I adored High School Musical. And the main guys in that were also white. And I was That's super true. attracted to them. So I wonder if that also built my preference the of, like, media I wanted to go for a white guy. And yes. I don't know about you, going off of media and stuff, I get so excited when I do see, like, those very famous white men um with i feel like first of all it's very rare typically i feel like if it's a multi like uh what's the word um interracial Uh, interracial couple is that the right word i'm looking for Mm -hmm. i feel like typically it is the woman is white and the man is black if it is yeah it's very rare to have your Mm -hmm. situation where the man is white and the woman's black so i always get like Mm -hmm. so excited when i see someone famous (laughs) like in the media with like a black woman i don't know it just thrills me (laughs) not gonna lie when they when there was talks of zendaya and tom holland being together i was like oh yay like that is an interracial couple i enjoy it plus i love zendaya she's a freaking yeah i agree (laughs) but yeah it was one of those things like i always I realize I'm more attracted to interracial couples. And personally, I'm not a big Kardashian fan. And I know Kanye and Kim are divorcing. But I was always intrigued because it was a interracial relationship. So I always would want to check in on them and see how they were doing. Because we, I feel like in the media, don't see that very often. Granted, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. But I do agree. I really like try to think about it and 
I don't see a lot of like interracial like couples as a big thing. I think of um, David Dobrik and Liza Koshy, mm-hmm. who were like those YouTubers that yep. were together. I was obsessed yes. with them because it was a white guy. And granted, she is Indian descent and white, but she always referred to herself as a little brown girl. And I was like, that's how the world sees me as a little brown girl. It might not be Indian brown but they see me as that and so I was obsessed with them and when they broke up I was like love is dead I'm never gonna find anybody I'm not a big David Dobrik (laughs) fan but I am um Liza right that's her name yeah Liza fan um I go I'm a big fan don't even know her name but I know who she is um but you know that's a big thing and I talked about that in one of my first episodes is about representation and I'm here it is again people let me tell you why (laughs) representation matters because when you're little it forms like what you see forms who you are forms your opinion Mm -hmm. obviously you can grow and change your opinion but like especially the our generation who grew up in media grew up like with the freaking computers with phones like mm-hmm. we grew as the phone we evolved as phones evolved at the same time as media evolved yep um that's why representation matters like i still to this day get so freaking excited how you were just saying when i see like these interracial couples because you're like oh my god like that i could do that that could be me like i'm a person of color yes. and i could be with a white person um mm-hmm. but then I also feel like there's this other side to it we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier um but this other side where everybody is always trying to uh well not everybody but although it's more accepted and interracial couples are more common today I feel from both sides um you still get this backlash of like people thinking that like white should be with white and black should be with black and they yes. say they're yes. like it's not because I'm racist but like how is um how is like what am I trying to say here which is a big notion um I'll get into eventually like who I see myself with (laughs) in the future um but Mm -hmm. how is like a white mom gonna be able to raise black children or how is a white dad gonna Mm -hmm. be able to you know that kind of thing is what I'm trying to say um so you still see that a lot um out in out in the world so as much as we think Mm -hmm. things have evolved I feel like there is still a lot of that going on um in today's world which is it's crazy to think about but that gives me into the topic um uh where was it uh what was I gonna say oh um is there a difference between black love and white love and like what I mean by that is just like the typical uh white person white person marriage or a black person a black person marriage or even just like us being mixed with a black person um do you think there's mm-hmm. a difference in that type of love i honestly i don't know because yeah. i feel like it depends on who you are as people truly mm-hmm. of if it's going to be a different type of love when it comes to like who like if you're black with black or if you're white with white like if that's going to create a different dynamic and whatnot. I will say, even though my husband's white and I am mixed, I love him dearly. I love his family dearly. I know he loves me and he loves my family dearly. But there are things that we have discussed as we get older and we start eventually trying for kids and having kids and the society they're going to grow up in. And we're trying to just promote love Mm -hmm. and all. But I know it could definitely... I don't know. It's Again, hard. we live in Colorado. Colorado is one of those states that I feel like as long as you're in the metro area, you're pretty safe. If you go anywhere outside of the metro area, it could be a little sketchy, yeah. but not horrible. So. I agree. It's definitely, it's tricky because when I was younger, I never had thought of that. This whole black love and white love kind of thing. Um, and honestly, you know, you never even really hear white love. I feel like I hear more black love, but mm-hmm. I felt for the sake of this to say both. When I was younger, that mm-hmm. was nothing I ever really thought about. Also, when I was younger, when people had asked me if I preferred white or black men, I would say, like, what kind of freaking question is that? Like, I don't know. Like, I love who I love. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, as I've gotten older, it's changed. And I feel like a lot of that for me has to do with this notion of black love um and it i don't know i i feel like love is love um and the Mm -hmm. love can be implemented and shown in so many different ways that like you couldn't even sit down and define like what black love is 
what white love is. Love is love. Um, But I think where the notion or the idea of black love comes from is that there are a lot of uh, we don't see in the media, we don't see on shows and whether it be like, you know, the regular sitcom or reality TV, there's not a lot of examples of strong black love, like a black yeah. person with a black person. That's what and I was for me, that's what um, has kind of changed my ways as I've gotten older. Obviously, if I fell in love with a white man, I would be with him. Like, I'm not out here mm-hmm. saying, nope, you are X'd out forever. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I hope that I personally end up, I don't know, because I don't even want to say it's a per- a preference, but the older mm-hmm. I get, I've thought more how I'd like, I would like to be with a black man because I'd like to implement black love to the next yeah. generation and to my kids and show them what like a strong black marriage looks like. And I don't know yeah. if I feel like that's because I have like an obligation to do that. Um, I don't feel like I have an obligation to do that, but there's just not a lot. You don't see a lot of examples or like yeah, anything out in the media seeing it. You always just see, um, I feel like when people write in black love or talk about it in the media and stuff, it's always a negative context and you never see the successful sides of it. And that's what's really yeah. changed me. Um, but it's just like a, definitely an interesting viewpoint to mm-hmm. um look at I feel like and think about well yeah I think about like growing up if I was really even shown any of that mm-hmm. and the only like thing I can really think of back in the day because I was a church girl so we had to watch all Medea movies <laughs> um I love. but I think about <laughs> I love Medea that's my favorite <laughs> yes well I think about I think it's the family reunion one I yeah I might be wrong but there's the I think it's that one where like the black guy is abusing the black girl in it and like Medea obviously gets involved finally and she stands up for herself but that to me is like the biggest representation of black love that I can remember in the media and to me that's negative yeah. like you don't see the love that was truly created in things like I think about movies nowadays that have come out like hidden figures and like the black love you saw in that and how that was such a true love granted it was also really cool to see um black women in science because yeah because i would have saw that i maybe would have went into science but um off topic but like yeah i think about back then and that's not really stuff shown i mean there was some stuff on tv but i think it was before our time so there was fresh prince of bel-air and granted i still love going back and watching that but that was a little bit before our time because we're late 90s yep. babies and that was early 90s and well and then you think about it it's yeah. not i don't want to say like our shows and our channels were segregated and whatnot um but like i said before mm. i was uh brought up with like the white side of my family and so you know there is i used to call it so when i first found this i remember this like to this story to a t when i first found it my mom's like what were you watching it's a channel i'll get to it um what are you watching and i was like mm-hmm. i'm watching bet tv like you know BET black <laughs> entertainment and I called it bet because I <laughs> Savannah don't laugh <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I love it <laughs> bet TV and I, I didn't know it still took me like I mm-hmm. feel like a couple years to process that it was like black enter- entertainment TV yeah. that's what bet it's not even called bet it's called yes. BET <laughs> what bet stands for and so I don't want to say our shows were segregated but like because I grew up in a white household it's not like anybody Mm -hmm. was really watching that because you watch things where like well it's just it's one channel out of hundreds of channels where you know you can go on and you can see like these black movies these black tv shows um and it's not even well it probably is in different I, I mean I grew up with this white family so I'm sure it's probably different for people who didn't grow up like that they probably maybe watch it more than I did um mm-hmm. but like that's where you'd have to go to see those things and since I was a kid like I wasn't really flipping I, I was a Disney girl too by the way um so as yeah. a kid I wasn't even focused on watching those um and then like by the time we became older you know you're watching your own tv we had like the streaming services and stuff so mm-hmm. even to find black media you think about it even looking at netflix today um hulu all of those after 2020 mm-hmm. this is the first time they made a category for black like yeah which i also think is weird in itself that they made a whole section like you know how there's the action the horror they made a whole mm-hmm. like black entertainment section where or like 
profile yeah. thing, which I think is weird in itself. Like, why can't you just put like a black comedy movie in the comedy section? Exactly. Uh, but if it just goes to show how like nobody was watching these things unless you were black, like white people mm-hmm. don't watch black TV. Do you yeah. think about that? Well, like, or is it just me? Talking to my husband, I asked him, I was like, do you know who Medea is? And he looked at me and he was like, who are you talking about? I was like, oh my Lord, like we can't be together. You've never seen Medea. Right? Like, I have to show you Medea because that was something that was a part of my culture growing up. And even with a white mom, she enjoyed them just as much as we did. And granted, that was also the church in us that we had to get our Medea yeah. fix in every, all the time. But well, and then, it's, oh, go ahead. Uh, it's just things like that that I don't even I yeah there's not a whole lot of representation representation, but also you single it out by putting it on BET single it out by making black film so you're segregating it again yes (laughs) and it's just like just put it in the film like I understand during black history month making that a spot yeah for the month yeah these are from all these people but now it's permanently there and it's like mm-hmm. okay if people are racist towards that kind of stuff they're not going to click on that stuff they're like nope that's black I'm gonna just click away from that instead of just putting it in there as a recommendation going forward and exactly and then I, I just felt it's crazy because I feel like if you are white you don't even really think about these things like how we do mm-hmm. um because it's not it's it's seen as not your issue but it should be their issue um but they see it as yes. not their issue but you even think about it this category is so slim in general if you think about the entertainment Mm -hmm. business the amount of black people in the entertainment business compared to the white people in the same business are so slim so small so we already have like Mm -hmm. smaller selection so on top of that and then you have white people that like they would prefer to watch which is like fine you watch whatever based on whatever um but like they just tend to watch more white shows so they don't even think about these things which just like it blows my mind um what else well so I know we're talking about relationships and I know we're really focusing on like white and black men and stuff like that but I also think about the relationships that I'm now having to build as a married woman Mm -hmm. with my husband's family yes please talk about that girl (laughs) yes so the reason why I'm thinking about this now it just kind of hit me was last summer when like the Black Lives Matter movement hit and such um I mean my husband works at Starbucks so they got a lot of backlash with everything with the Black Lives Matter because the people who didn't like that they were wearing Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter shirts, they're like, just make coffee, focus on coffee. And it's like, why? Why do they have to focus on coffee? They need to take the time and realize they're serving a community and they need to love the fact that they're serving their community no matter where they are. In the yeah. World. So there's that. But then I also think about um, my relationship with like my, his family his family grew up in Seattle and Seattle is very like liberal Mm -hmm. and such, but his family didn't understand why Tristan was so big on like wanting to wear his Black Lives Matter shirt to work every day and why it was such a big deal to him. And granted, I am the first person of color within their family dynamic. And it's like, Tristan finally had to, um, I don't know if I've mentioned his name. (laughs) Tristan finally had to point out to his family. He was like, um, because my wife could be targeted because society only sees her as black. And they're like, well, we just see her as a oh, daughter-in-law. That's my it's favorite like, line. No, I'm not just your daughter-in-law. Society sees me as this particular person. Like you need to understand that you kind of need to be behind this movement because my life could be affected by yeah. it. And so it's just trying to teach them these little things of like, I understand it's a very touchy subject for people, but, but it shouldn't understand be. that but it this shouldn't is who be. I am and I am mixed. I completely agree. It should not be whatsoever. Because this is so, our reality. The relationship. So if they feel uncomfortable <sighs> yes. about it, just imagine walking a day in our shoes because this is our reality. Mm-hmm. So I hate when people are like, yep. it's uncomfortable. Like, girl, I'll oh, tell you yeah. what's uncomfortable is going into a <laughs> store and being watched around the store because you're freaking black. That's not, uncomfortable. Not even going to lie. My husband actually finally saw it for the first time. Thank uh, God. We went to target and (laughs) he finally saw we have been together um we've almost been dating for three years uh we've been married a little less than six months or five months no we just hit five months on the 16th so really (laughs) i know we both were like laying in bed we're like we've been married for five months wow we are totally not celebrating we're boring but anyways um we went to target and i was just looking for stuff for my classroom for my kiddos in like the dollar Mm -hmm. section because hello, I'm cheap and I'm poor because I'm a teacher. <laughs> and um, the security guard was standing at the door 
we went and looked and then we went to go look for some school supplies for me. The security guard walked slowly by our section, eyeballing us the entire time. And my husband actually caught it for the first time. And he was, and I was like, if he comes around again, I need you to go find the manager because I will say he just racially profiled me. And he was literally on Hawkeye, like watching everywhere to see if the security guard would come anywhere nearby. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he was so uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't understand. Like he was so pissed off. He was so frustrated. Like he didn't know what to do. And I was like, Tristan, that's the first time you've noticed that when that has happened to me so many times since day one of us being out in public. Yes. Together. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I've never noticed this. And I'm like, it's fine. It's something I'm used to. It's something that happened to me in high school. And I finally realized that I was racially profiled. But yeah, it's well, one of those things people... where my husband's learning exactly. how to deal with it. And I feel like people, especially we can both relate on this. People tend to not believe me when I say that happens to me. And when I say people, yes. I mean my friends and my family, because they know the person mm-hmm. I am. I know the person you are, Savannah. I know you would never shop. Yes. I know you're not that type of person <laughs> no. um, that would do that. Like you're a stand up person, mm-hmm. a person, not a black person. You're a stand up yes. human, just as I am. Exactly. You do what's right. You are like you're a human, mm-hmm. not because you're black. And so people don't believe me because they know that about me they know that I know what's right and what's wrong I wouldn't steal so they think it doesn't happen to me um, which is frustrating in itself that no people don't Mm -hmm. believe you especially the people closest to you but like on top of that it happens all the time and like for me one thing like um, oh, I should tell this story. This recently happened to me. I was out shopping with my cousin Taylor and she, okay. I know this is off topic of dating, but since you brought it up, oh, um, <laughs> we went and we went to one store, um, old Navy. I bought something later on. I learned that they didn't remove the tag. So when I went into H and M, as I was going in, the alarms went off. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously they're not going to okay. stop me because I'm going in and it was a tag on something from old Navy that I bought. Um, but I didn't get the receipt. I got the receipt emailed to me. I didn't get a printed copy. And so then the first thing mm-hmm. I say after I go in is to my cousin, I was like, I was so not upset, but I was just like so irritated because I knew it was going to go off when I went out, whether I bought yeah. something or not. And so like, that's something that people don't think about. Like I'm already, so I was already like set off because I was like, like it's, they're going to see like another black person, whether it's the store people that mm-hmm. work there or if it's other customers that are in there, when I go out, this um this is gonna go off again and all they're gonna see is another black person with the alarm going off um because people mm-hmm. profile you and even my cousins are like well do you want me to hold your bag um for you as you go out and I was like well no mm-hmm. I don't want you to hold it because I'm gonna I'm gonna create a scene because I know I bought this if anybody tries yes. to question me <laughs> but that's frustrating in itself and then another weird thing um that's just a story I told but another thing when it goes along shopping and like all that stuff is like if I am out shopping and I have stuff in my hands I will refrain from going into my purse as much as I can while I'm out shopping because people profile you as a black person and will assume that you're shoplifting Mm -hmm. so like when I go into a store and I doubt anybody in my family's ever noticed this because I don't tell people this really I doubt my friends have ever noticed this but I if I have to go into my purse I will make sure that I am so clearly like if you saw me on any camera, you can clearly see that all my stuff is in my other hand because I can't tell you how many times that's happened and like people, the security Mm -hmm. or whoever, the workers are staring at you. It's like so frustrating. (laughs) Yes. And like very embarrassing. Yes. Very embarrassing. I don't know. I don't. It was, it was nice for him to finally Mm -hmm. actually see it for the first time. And I'm as much as I'm like, I hated it, I was thankful he finally saw it. I mean, it sucked that almost was three years of us together before he realized yeah. it. Because um, before pre-pandemic, um, my safe place was the movies. And going to the movies, we would go pretty much once a week when we were okay. dating. Um, and he wasn't noticing it when we were at the movies. Because people would profile me at the movies whenever we went. And I would have to do most of the ordering. I would have to get stuff. And you could tell people were very offset with me at the movies and were uncomfortable mm-hmm. with me at the movies. And I know it's not a whole lot of interaction because you go sit down and watch a movie, but people would purposely not sit next to us. Like even though they were assigned seats, you could tell the people who were rotating or they would sit over closer to their partner who was there with them or their family that was there and wouldn't sit closer to me um, because of who I was. And 
I mean, it sucks that it was something that I had to deal with. Yeah. And I was always embarrassed going to the movies with him, but I would just like try and cuddle up with him in our little seats and not really care for two hours. Another thing, I mean, oh, you really just made me yeah. think about this with like dating and stuff too. Um, another thing mm-hmm. that you think of as like, um, as a person of color dating someone who's white, um, I mean, obviously, I've never been in a relationship with a white person, but, like, these are things I've thought of if I was. Um, I always have had this notion or this feeling that, like, I was embarrassing that person I was with because I was black, because they were taking ridicule because I was black. So it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel almost like, I don't want to say gross, but almost kind of gross, honestly, because now mm-hmm. that white person's taking ridicule, ridicule for being with a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we've said lots of times, Colorado's very liberal, but there's still people like that out there. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I think about it. I'm like, whenever we would be out and we'd be on dates and stuff before we were married, I would always get really upset whenever he was on his phone. And I think the reason why I was so insecure when we were out in public on his phone, even if he's just checking the minor thing of something we are discussing Uh in the moment, is because I think if people look over and look at us, they're like, oh, he doesn't really want to be with her. Yes. Let's just just think that he's in a miserable relationship and needs to get over it with her and he'll eventually break up with her. It's a phase. It's a phase. Yes. And so I like honestly that just hit me I'm like that is why I got always so insecure when he's on his phone is because I constantly think about the room around me because I think as a mixed person as a black person as a person of color you have to think about what's all around you and who's going to judge you at least from my perspective Mm -hmm. I always am thinking who's going to come up and like start yeah who's going to come up and any room you walk into if you're the minority um, which most of the times you are you have to think yes. about those things. Like if this happens, I that's a great point you just brought up. I've thought about that now thinking about it back. Yeah. How many times I've thought about that is like I mentally prepare myself for experiences I might face based on like where I'm going, whether that be, yes. whether that been going to the frat parties at a college, um, whether that, oh whether that be going to like a meeting with all white people, like how mm-hmm. you have to always be mentally prepared for these conversations to come up. You always feel mm-hmm. like you have to prove yourself to someone. And then on top of that, um, being a person of color, whether that's mixed or full, um, you always have to be on your best, 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 behavior you can never slip up Mm -hmm. um because if you slip if a white person slips up whatever they slip up but if a person of color or a black person slips up you slip up because of your race and a white person doesn't face that you slipped a white person slipped up because that's who you are um but it doesn't reflect on all the white people but for black people if you slip up and you're the minority in the room it reflects on all on on your race race. so you have to constantly Um, be willing to prove yourself and you have to constantly be like the best best version you can be like yeah. and it, it's a lot it's a lot of pressure people don't realize they yes. don't think about. I think that's one reason I think that's one reason that with my husband and I he always wants to go out and go on dinner dates with me and he wants to do all this stuff but I think I'm so insecure and it gives me so much anxiety to go out and be that person there that I like to be a homebody and I don't want to do anything. Like I know my husband's going to try and force me to go out to dinner tonight or tomorrow or even Saturday. And I'm going to say, no, let's just stay home and cook because I don't want to deal with the potential of slipping. Yeah. And you can only, I mean, like, obviously it's not like we walk on our toes constantly. Like sometimes you let your guard down and you live your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's a small portion of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, when you're home and you're in your safe space, that's like your safe space. And, you know, nothing, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you pray, nothing's going to happen there. I, <laughs> yes. I would like to say that's your safe space, but um, let's say her name, Brianna Taylor, was in her home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd like mm-hmm. to think that. But even then, you can get shot in your sleep, but that's besides the point of this conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel you. Um, and one yeah. last thing I wanted to circle back to that I meant to touch, but we are, our conversation was getting too good that I couldn't go back, but now I want to go back <laughs> um, to the family and the other aspect of dating is um, mm-hmm. uh, that whole aspect of it is obviously when you're in a relationship, it starts out with just you and the person you're in the relationship with, but it obviously grows yeah. 
further into the family and stuff. And like, that's just another level that people don't think about dating as a person of color. Um, You have to also think about not only is the person I'm with not racist, but is their family not racist? Am I going to be able to go to family events and not get backlash? Um, Am I going to get the support I need from these people? And that's a big um, factor for me. I don't think I could be with someone if they, if their family was not accepting like I just Mm -hmm. don't think I have the energy and uh, luckily I feel like a lot of people are more accepting the older we get I guess but still um it's exhausting and to think like you would marry that person and have to deal with that the rest of your life is just like crazy so it kind of in a way brings your select not your selection down but like um it limits the people because if their family is racist or doesn't understand, then you can't be with that person. You know, I mean, maybe you could, I couldn't, Uh, I don't think you could either. I don't think it sounds like your in-laws are great though. So that's, or, or yes. Well, there, there was a small little incident. The first time I met them, um, his mom made a little comment one time. I can't remember it. I just remember it was something to do with my race and his, I had a conversation with, Tristan and pretty much like his mom didn't realize she had said something that was offensive to me and since then she still continuously when we talk will apologize about it and I'm like okay that was two years ago stop (laughs) apologizing I've accepted it it's fine we've apologized we've moved on but I mean I've met most of his family and they are very accepting of who I am and most of my family has met him and they love him. And so at least we've been able to figure out a happy medium yeah. with it. Which but, makes me so happy yeah. for you because everybody deserves, <laughs> everybody deserves to be loved and feel loved and be yeah. happy with who they're with. So I'm so happy that yeah. you met your person <laughs> and you got married. And that's so exciting. You make me feel old <laughs> because I just feel like, you know, well, literally was like two years ago we were in college, but um, yeah, you just make me feel old because like this is our life now. People are getting married. People are having babies. I, I need you all to stop. Stop. Oh, we we've already said we're like we're gonna be married for a year before we even start to think about children because I it's a lot to even wrap my head around kids. When I'm in my first year of teaching, he is becoming a manager at a Starbucks. Like we're like mm, we need to live our lives a little bit and enjoy each yeah. other first before we think about children right, right. Now, so. it is I I agree <laughs> I cannot right now um not where I'm at in my <laughs> life but it is crazy to think about that we're also at that time in our life where like if we really yes. had to we could it's like more like I'm I don't want to yet but like we're yes. old enough to be parents oh so well, gross I keep, <laughs> I keep trying to convince him I'm like hey just on a day do my hair see if you can figure out how to do my hair and he's like no but I because like I have such curly hair and I'm like there is a chance our child may have my hair you need to learn how to do you you need to learn how to do my hair so then you can do our children's hair because I will not be the only one doing their hair exactly not gonna lie my husband has very long hair his hair is like Thor length at this point if not longer like Oh my god, his hair is so long. And Amazing. We need to cut it's it. It's time for a well, I love it, but hip, he snip, has snip. like he has a straight up like hipster man bun going on right now. I love that though. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Um, but those are like the main things I wanted to hit. Is there anything like last points you want to make? Anything you want to say to wrap it up? Well, I guess I could tell our story of how we got together. Yes, please do. Like I I never told that. I know. So um the reason we are together so we actually met at unc back in like 2015 at a leadership conference oh. that like lead on conference of like this uh freshman that came on campus yeah early we met there for the first time um and we ended up being quote-unquote parents to all the freshmen we were no way of. i didn't know this story <laughs> And the only way, um, so the only reason we ended up together at that point is we had two girls in our group, same first name, same last initial. So we didn't know who belonged in which group. And by the time we figured it out from the coordinators, we didn't have space to separate our two groups and they were all getting along. So we're like, you know what, we'll just be mom and dad for a few days. So we ended up becoming mom and dad for three days for these 12 freshmen coming onto campus. But we were both dating people at the time. Oh, so, I did not know but this. He tells me that he actually had a crush on me back then and was flirting with me while he was with another girl. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. But <laughs> um, years later, uh, 2018, um, our friend Corey 
she was actually out at a bar that he was also at and they had mutual friends because Corey's mom was a huge yes, fan Corey, if you're listening, and one I of love her you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you Corey she was actually my maid of honor in my wedding I so didn't know she was the Corey maid of together. honor oh my god bless yes, Corey she I'm was. actually seeing her tomorrow <laughs> Corey if you're listening oh, this is your shout out we love you bitch we love you <laughs> um so they started talking and they were both real they were both drinking because the ads had just made the playoffs somehow they got on the subject of like where she went to school what we were doing and her and I had just taken like a week trip to LA uh-huh. and so they got on the topic of LA and they're like oh so do you know, like how do you what do you do are you in a sorority and they talked about the sorority and how we had just went on our trip and they both sent me a snapchat and I was like oh my god it's good to see you didn't realize he had actually he moved back home to Washington after 2015 okay. like December 2015 he moved back to Colorado in january of 2017 i didn't realize he was in the state are you kidding me so i was actually out drinking with a few sorority sisters that night and so because we were both drunk we kept snapchatting and um it never really stopped but i tried hitting on him i was like hey you're cute and he was like thanks i was like screwed that one up (laughs) right i'm gonna just keep drinking um (laughs) and then we pretty much from there were kind of set and we kept snapchatting and then that next weekend was our sorority formal at the museum um, dusty shout out to that formal too we love <laughs> yes well that was where our first kiss was so oh, thank you dusty for that i love that <laughs> um so yeah i love that formal. he ended up being my date to that but the only way he would go and be my date to that was i had to agree to go on a date with him the night before to the movie oh. um so i feel like i remember this we- all was that the year where you're living in the house Yes, that, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. I feel like I remember <laughs> yes, all it of was. this. Like, now I, so, I did not know about the 2015 yeah. part because I was a freshman then. Yeah, that's the first time we met. But um, we pretty much, I was worried about him driving home that night because he had been up for like 22 hours. So oh I ended God. up going back with him to his place. Um, he was living in Parker at the time. So oh my gosh. an hour long drive to like conversate and just talk to each other. But um, I mean, we had our first kiss at the museum as everybody was starting to walk back to the buses because I told him that night, I was like, I'm going to kiss you. I just don't want to do it in front of my sisters. Yeah, because we and... would have been assholes. For sure. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, but Shout out to the there, video was... at the sorority house because that's what they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but pretty much from there, it was kind of set. He asked me to be his girlfriend, I think, three or four days later. Um, I ruined that too. I, I was really bad at ruining things that he was trying to do for me. My <laughs> line. <laughs> but <laughs> he asked me to be his girlfriend. Um, and we have been together ever since. He asked me April 18th of 2018 is when he asked me oh my to start dating him. And then he asked me to marry him in canada which was my first time out of the country i know i didn't go to anywhere special i went to canada but (laughs) we took like a two-week trip up to washington since that's where he's from and we went to canada for a few days and he asked me to be his wife in front of the um like olympic cauldron for the 2010 vancouver winter that's super cool um, because i love the olympics so it was really cool and then we got married October 16th of 2020 on a Zoom wedding and we ended up put, we ended up completely canceling our renew of for this year. We were going to just do like a renew thing with family and friends, uh-huh. but we're like, mm, that's money we can save for a house. That's so, true. Maybe you guys know, can do it we're... in the 10, you know, 10 year yeah. anniversary, something like that. Well, we've talked about like at least his side of the family and stuff. Like when we go up to Washington, hopefully after he gets vaccinated, cause your girl's already vaccinated. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Education. Woo, woo. Um, we're hoping that some family and friends will come up and we'll celebrate there. And then we'll have to find time to head to both Georgia and like Missouri. Cause that's where my families are. My mom's is in Missouri. My dad's is in Georgia and celebrate with family yes. there post pandemic. So, but yeah, that's, that's her story so small little story with my husband i love to hear it and i'm so happy for you i'm so happy to know that you're happy and you're in a healthy relationship with your beautiful white man um (laughs) yes and so to wrap it all up what i want to say that was a great way to actually finish it off is clearly love sees no color um it comes to you when you least expect it and to stop asking black women black men if you prefer black or white whatever of the other 
of in the significant other stop asking that question because at the end of the day um, most people I won't say all but most people don't find love based on somebody's race um, and you don't fall in love with someone's race you can fall in love with their culture you can fall in love with their personality um, but you don't fall in love with someone just because they're black and white and that's just a very toxic notion that we have out in the world that I think we it's time we lay it to rest um, maybe yeah. ask people what they look for in others, but not yeah. if they prefer white or black. And I just want to thank Miss Savannah for being on with me. I'm actually so excited that we I was able to do this with you and get like yeah. kind of caught up and hear your stories. It's been a minute <laughs> since we talked. Um, but talking to you has reminded me how much I love my sorority, my sisters and you. (laughs) So I'm so, so thankful that you're here with me. And I think that's all. Is there anything else? you Well, thank you for having me, Gianna. I really appreciate it. I really did love getting a chance to share my story of not fitting in on either black or white culture, but creating their own culture in and of itself. Yes. Yes. I agree (laughs) with that. So with that, I guess we will sign off every, Oh, do you want to put your, give us your social media or do you want to pass? Uh, I'll pass for now. She's a teacher too. With being a teacher, it's a little, it's, it's different. They have different rules than the rest of the society (laughs) guys. It's crazy. If you don't know any teachers, please get to know them. I know a lot and they're living a whole different life than we are. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, with that, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, there's new episodes every Wednesday with new guests. And um, stay tuned for more things. So, Rihanna, thank you again. And I will talk to you really soon. You're so pretty for a black girl. It's not a compliment. Don't whitewash who you ought to be an option. You don't sound white. You just finished up your doctorate. Black Ben's new house pockets real lucrative. That's right. Pop, 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 pop bosses. CEO. Boss, 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 boss.